the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers. Welcome. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, the 93.9 KPDQ FM network. AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, AM 1640, The Patriot, 93.1, El Rey, and 104.1, The Fish. And I'd love to talk to you about how to introduce our audience to your church through our church service live stream directory, possibly qualify for hosting your own radio program, become an authority and expand the reach of your ministry or business both on the air and through our state-of-the-art digital and online resources through our Salem Surround marketing branch, Host one of our station's events after the world reopens, and eventually it will, and bring people to your church or business at no risk to you. And most importantly, if your pastor could use a phone call, word of encouragement, or connection to others, please let me know by emailing me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. And today's very special guest is no stranger to Difference Makers. In fact, she is the bride of Dr. Terry who you hear regularly on 104.1 The Fish, and she is now the new lead pastor of Oasis Christian Center. So welcome, Dr. Kara Johnson. How are you today, sister? Thank you, Mike. I'm really well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right, all things considered, with this pandemic and closures and from having to work at home. I'm grateful that we are still relatively healthy. We've got a roof over our heads, and I'm still working. So how about you and Dr. Terry? Are you doing well? We are both doing really well. Yes, there's a different rhythm, but um, yeah, going strong. So we were talking about how you have become the new lead pastor for Oasis Christian Center. Congratulations, first of all. So you'll be heading from Sunnyside Church, where you served as an associate pastor, up to the lead role at Oasis in Vancouver. So are you excited about the new position? Yes, I am very much. It's a, um, a wonderful church, contemporary service on Saturday mornings. Um, at the moment, we're still, um, doing live streaming online, but, um, as time goes, um, we're looking forward to getting back to in-person services. Well, that's wonderful. So listeners, you may remember listening to an interview last year with Pastor Moy Stiles. So where is Pastor Moy off to? So Moy is heading back um, home to Australia, um, Melbourne, Australia, where she has family. Um, and it's, it's with mixed emotions because she has absolutely loved her time here. But there's some family needs. So COVID has, has presented new challenges for many people. Um, and this is just part of that. So how long have you and Dr. Terry been married for now, Cara? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would say we're going on four years now. Four years already. Wow. Yes, I, I just think flies. of you as newlyweds. That flies, doesn't <laughs> well, it? Well, we really are still. <laughs> but yeah, time has flown. 
Well, congratulations to you. And Thank correct you. me if I'm wrong, does Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver still meet Saturdays for services at 11? Or have you changed things because of the live streaming during the pandemic? The time times are the same, although um, we just live stream the 11 o'clock service. So there is no in-person meeting at the moment, but there is an 11 o'clock service um, that, yeah, you can you can find the link on the website. Well, we are huge fans of Sunnyside Church, where you were serving as the local associate pastor for several years now. Yes. Uh, Jonathan Russell, the former lead pastor, is a dear friend. And Mark Wittes was also interviewed back in January of 2019. So right. did you enjoy your time at Sunnyside? Oh, very much. Have had some um, great memories there, and that's the thing with moving. It's it's mixed because um, you love the family that you serve, and then you're also excited about the new possibilities that um, God has for you wherever He leads. So, yeah, I have absolutely loved my time at Sunnyside. It's flown by um, almost five years now. Wow, that really does fly. I remember when you were new and Dr. Terry was first alluding to you. <laughs> now look at me. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, we've had many good memories there and um, yeah, many, many life events that we've shared with our Sunnyside family from getting married, um, doing doctoral studies. It's, it's been a, a really meaningful five years. And congratulations on receiving your doctorate. Can you elaborate on that for us, please, Cara? Oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah, I um I pursued my doctorate through George Fox um over the last three years and absolutely loved it. Um, really have have grown. Um, appreciated their um the the journey they they gifted us with. Um, it's been a three year doctorate um in focusing in leadership. I think more now than ever, Cara, people are open to turning on their smartphone or their laptop and checking out a church that they might not have ever visited in person. So can you tell us some of the highlights of someone who might want to just turn on a live stream service of either Sunnyside or Oasis? Yeah, yeah. This this, um, this chapter, though, challenging um, in many ways, also gives opportunities. You know, you can you can visit and, and um, get a feel for different churches, um, without even leaving your home, um, both Sunnyside and Oasis um, give great live services, quality messages, and um, and just hope. You know, in a time when when life can be a little uncertain, or at least feel uncertain. More than ever right now, I would agree, Cara. And yeah. I'll make sure to post both churches' websites on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. But if you're curious to take a peek, Sunnyside's would be sunnysideadventist.org, and Oasis's would be oasislive.org. So, Dr. Cara, it's very exciting to become a ministry leader of any sort, but is it especially different and unique for a woman to take a lead pastor role? It is. It is new territory. I I think for many churches, um, not Oasis. Um, they they have em, embraced um, both men and women in, in leadership for quite a while now. But yes, it 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 has its has its um, challenges. But you know, at the end of the day, you're just loving people and allowing God to lead through you. So. For me, it's it's just a, a joy and an opportunity. And besides having the previous pastor, Moy Stiles, as a dear friend of yours with that Australian connection, did you have any other ties to Oasis Christian Center besides Moy? They were they were also a partner church with First Friday um, a Ministry 
that my hus- husband runs at the church. So I would, I would meet people um, just just at, at that Friday night service occasionally. But other than that, no, no, I hadn't, um, I haven't visited the church. I've, I was very much planted and focused at Sunnyside. So this is a, a new family to get to know, and I'm looking forward to that. So how was the process of the job interview for Oasis Christian Center? Obviously, you're good friends with the former pastor, Moy Stiles. So you knew when she was getting ready to step down to move back to Australia. But was it a long, drawn-out process, and did many people apply for this job? It wasn't long and drawn out. The um, administration of the Seventh-day Adventist Church is is led um, at a at a state conference level, um, so a lot of that is is done through them. Um, it was fairly unexpected. I wasn't seeing it coming, but um, was excited when given the opportunity. Well, after interviewing your husband, Dr. Terry Johnson, recently, Carr, I know that he is very proud of you and elated for this new opportunity. Congratulations! That's extremely exciting. So for people who might be less familiar with the Kara and Dr. Terry story, can you tell us where you grew up in the first place? Oh, yeah. I, well, I'm Australian, so I was born in Sydney. I grew up – actually, my family moved quite a few different places um, over the years. We were missionaries in Papua New Guinea um, and then settled in Melbourne, Australia. So, And that is where I met Terry quite a while back now. And how long was it before you developed a friendship, which eventually led to you getting married? Oh, we became friends quite quickly, and that was at least 10 years ago. Um, um, and we just um, just remained friends for many years. And it, and when I moved here, um, that's when we were able to um, see more of each other. Obviously, living in the same, same city is a lot easier than um, Melbourne, versus Washington, D.C. So we were glad to have the chance to be in the same city. So what prompted the big move leaving Australia for the United States, Cara? Well, that was Sunnyside. Um, they they reached out. Um, there was a an opening there um, that invited me to send in my resume, and I went through the process of interviewing um, and that, would, that took a little longer. I guess pre-COVID times, there was a little more opportunity for um, time and, and things were a little more, I guess, inverted commas, normal. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a longer process of interviewing. But eventually, and coming from overseas, it's a little bit more complicated and a, a, a bigger jump. So we went through the process of, of seeing if I'd be a good fit at Sunnyside and the Lord opened those doors and, yeah, I was in Portland. Well, I know that the Sunnyside Church family will greatly miss both you and Dr. Terry. So congratulations on the move up to Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver. It's a very exciting opportunity. I'd love to pick your brains on what the church is doing throughout the coronavirus season that we're going through right now, and what might we do a little better? Well, I, I, I think um, for the most part, everyone is, is doing their very best in very new, new and unexpected territory. Um, all, all our Adventist churches um, here in the Oregon Conference move to online um, services. Um, some of the smaller ones, I, I, I'm not sure if, if they did online or, or merged, listened in, in on, on larger services. But, yeah, we, we went, went to live streaming and... Um, uh, work very hard at finding creative ways of still um, keeping in touch with with each other. You know, maintaining relationships, 
um, has been really important at, during a time when people have um, felt quite isolated being at home. So a lot of phone calls, a lot of um, Zoom, uh, just just get-togethers, um, ranging from meetings to Bible studies, but being able to provide ways of seeing each other again, um, even though it's online, has been really important. Well, that's for sure. Since you've been doing so much preaching over the years at Sunnyside Church in particular, is it going to be somewhat awkward taking the lead role at Oasis Christian Center, but not having the doors fully open yet? It is a challenge. It's it's not the usual um, style of, of starting up in a new church. Normally, you'd, you'd be able to meet people face-to-face and get to know them in person. This will be a different time, um, but we will... Just do the very best we can. I think I'll be making a lot of phone calls and and finding ways to connect in other you know in, in other formats. Well, that's good. Well, I know that you're good friends with Pastor Moy, who's moving back to Australia, and obviously your husband, Dr. Terry Johnson, is well respected and plugged into ministry leaders throughout the Pacific Northwest. But are there certain suggestions you might have for pastors that aren't so well connected and that might be hurting throughout this pandemic? It's, it's just a challenging time. Just I, I would say, just remember that we're all going through it, that you're not alone, that this, this is a challenge that, it, that everyone's facing and that we're going to pull together and get through it um, to take one day at a time and, just to, and to make sure you take some time out too um, for yourself to, to keep your own spiritual um, strength and, and emotional strength um, up so that, yeah, it can get very draining, very very wearing during this season. Well, I pray that you and Dr. Cherry plug in quickly to the new church that you're taking the lead pastor role at, being Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver. And if you'd like to check out the live stream, the website is oasislive.org. That's oasislive.org, live streaming Saturday morning services at 11. More with the new lead pastor of Oasis Christian Center, Dr. Kara Johnson, next on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here with the wife of Dr. Terry, or Dr. Terry Johnson. His wife is Dr. Cara Johnson, who just received her doctorate from George Fox University in spiritual leadership. And the time it was just perfect as she is now the new lead pastor at Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver, taking over for our previous guest, Pastor Moy Stiles. So welcome back, Pastor Cara. Are you getting used to hearing yourself referred to as Pastor Cara, or did that come at Sunnyside as an associate pastor? <laughs> Thank you, Mike. It's great to be here. Yes, yeah, I've, I've been Pastor Cara for a, a little while now, um, so I'm, I'm used to it, yes. Nothing new to you. So are you looking forward to making the move to Vancouver's church with Dr. Terry and making new friendships and relationships? Yes, yeah, it's always a new adventure, um, and I enjoy new chapters, so I am... I'm quite excited. I have absolutely loved my time at Sunnyside and will very much miss the family there. But at, in the same breath, um, I've seen the Lord open up doors. I've, I've seen him lead in the past and I'm excited for what he has in this new chapter and getting to know um, a new family at Oasis over in Vancouver. Well, I pray that the transition goes well and I'd be surprised if it didn't. 
We're very excited to hear the good news about this. So tell us as a woman, much less a woman from Australia, about traditional roles in Christianity and how it's come to the point where here's this woman from Australia, married to a black man, about to become the lead pastor at Oasis Christian Center. I'm very excited for you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yes, it. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing it has shown me is that God is a lot bigger than our own, um, uh, maybe even dreams, our own, own pictures of what life is like, what life can be like, um, let alone anyone else's for us. And I've seen him open doors and, and lead in ways that I could never have imagined um, in this journey. Well, let's backtrack a little. Tell us about growing up in Australia. Tell us about your family, Cara. I come from a, a Christian family, Mike. We, I grew up um, knowing the Lord and, and learning to love Him. Uh, we were missionaries in Papua New Guinea, so, so life was um, both interesting and challenging in, in many ways. And I really learned to, to be able to depend on God's strength and, and leading at an early age. I, I saw Him at work and, and was committed to, to following Him. So as an MK or a missionary kid, Kara, when did your faith become your own as opposed to your family's? I don't even know, Mike, if, if there was an actual point in time. It, it, for me, it was a gradual development. And I would say quite young, at a young age, I was, I was leaning on God's strength. Um, I left home to boarding school when I was about 14. So at, at that point in time, I, I was learning to, to stand on my own feet for sure. And, and God was, again, a, a, a very real strength um, in my life as I, I learned to transition back to Australia and, and yeah, live, live life in, in this country again that I had, had not experienced for a very long time. So where did you go to boarding school then? I went to a boarding school in Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. It's down, down south. Do you miss Australia, the country where you grew up? You know, not really. I miss family and I miss friends, um, though at, in the same breath, I'm still very connected. Uh, technology is, gives so many opportunities to be able to connect in ways that never had growing up. So I, I, I can FaceTime my family and friends quite regularly, and I do. The country itself, perhaps because I moved so much and, and had spent time outside in my formative years, is not as deeply, I guess, attached. I've, I have settled very quickly here in Portland and consider Portland my home now. So where are some of the favorite hangouts that you and Dr. Terry like to frequent? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's hard to list them. We just, we really love, um, we love this city. We love fi finding new places actually. We're quite adventurous and typically in, in non-COVID time, there, there's so many places to continually explore. So I, I don't even know if I can say that we have an absolute favorite. Well, I'm hoping that you could stumble upon some great hot spots in Vancouver near Oasis Christian Center. Yes, that's a whole new area. As you begin your lead pastorship there. <laughs> Very much. I'm looking forward to exploring that side of the river. Growing up in the suburbs on Long Island in New York, I remember it was either the late 70s or the early 80s when a young woman from my church... Lori Hiller Brumbaugh became the first female pastor on Long Island. I remember the newspaper article and the picture that accompanied it, and it was a big deal back then. So growing up in Australia, is it unusual to find females in ministry leadership? 
there's definitely far more men in ministry leadership still, but I but it is becoming a little more frequent that women um, are in positions of of leadership um, in different churches. Still, still, yeah, l- less so than men, but um, I am one of of many in Australia that that um, love the Lord and and are serving Him in in leadership positions, both in my denomination and others. Well, that's good to hear. So how long did it take you in the interview process to know that God was calling you to Oasis? I spent some time um, just, just praying uh, for a certainty and a peace, but it, it, it sat quite, quite peacefully, quite quickly. Yeah, it, the timing seemed right for this particular new chapter. I just finished my doctorate. Um, the lead pastor at, at Sunnyside um, um, Pastor Mark was was well established, um, so he things things there were in a in a really good space. So it, yeah, the the timing felt felt very, very positive for this move. So when did you decide to go to George Fox for your doctorate? And in your wildest dreams, would you imagined what we're seeing today as you taken over a lead pastor at Oasis? <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't think anyone expected this this chapter. Um, it it crept up on us quite quickly and suddenly we're all in isolation. So no, I don't think um, we were expecting it at all. George Fox was, was a wonderful experience. I, I chose it because it had, had, a, had a great reputation. I have known people who'd, who'd done the course and really benefited from it. And also that it was local. I appreciated being able to attend a, a local university and one that was very focused on relationships. Their, their promise to you is that you would be known. And, and I found that to be very true. I, f- I felt very known at George Fox and really appreciated that in the educational journey. I'm glad to hear that, Kara. So in your instance, how does God reveal his calling to you, whether it was as a young missionary kid or going to school in Australia or eventually coming to America to be an associate pastor over at Sunnyside and now at Oasis as the lead pastor in Vancouver. How did God reveal his calling to you in each different chapter? Mm, Mike, that's, that's a very big question. It's, 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 it's comp- complex in some ways. It, I, I don't, I've never heard like a voice, but in my calling to become a pastor, I had this mm, like a gut feeling, a, a, a prompting, a sense um, at about the age of 15 that, that God wanted me to be a pastor. I had never met a female pastor before. I didn't also realize there was any drama about it, any debate. I just, you know, loved God and, um, and, and felt this, this inner, inner calling. It wasn't until much later that I actually pursued theology. I went and, and did my teaching degree first and taught, but I could never fully shake this, this sense. And it developed also into, into a passion. So that came into it. I spent a lot of time, um, doing ministry in church, even as I was a teacher, I would spend my weekends um, heavily involved in church services and ministry. And then down the track, I, when I couldn't um, shake this, just this, this sense, I, I asked God for some signs. I asked him to, to make it very obvious. And some of them were were signs that I didn't think could be possible other than the Lord um, doing it because I, I really wanted to be sure this was not a, a flippant decision. It was a big decision to make. It was pausing my teaching career and, and going back to study again. And over a course of a year, um, the Lord just kept um, revealing um, with, with amazing faithfulness this 
this this calling um, that it was from him. So after a year of um, prayerful reflection, I went and back to study and and did my um, divinity. And yeah, the rest is history. It seems like you're a natural lifelong learner, Kara. So who's on your bookshelf now? Who do you like to read or or hear from? Oh, I love. I love reading. Um, right next to me, actually, I've, I, I took a slight pause after finishing the doctorate. Um, I needed some some non-theological reading material just to take a pause. And so right now, I'm just about to start Astoria by Peter Stark. Um, Terry actually gave it to me. He loved it. And I wanted to brush up a little bit on my local history here in Oregon. So I have not started it, but I'm looking forward to that. Well, now that you've gotten your doctorate out of the way, I hope you can just kick back and relax and enjoy some reading that's not assigned to you, Kara. Yes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Speaking of your husband, Dr. Terry is well-loved at our multiple stations here in Portland. How's he holding up with Adventist Health and all the pandemic closures and adjustments? Is the hospital system, to the best of your knowledge, doing okay here in Oregon? He's uh, Terry's. Terry's holding up well. Um, he's working hard. Um, there's there's a lot of challenges um, during this time, just because it's, it's new and different. A lot of things have to be done differently. I I, I think it, this this time is is challenging in the hospital in, in just about every system. Um, COVID nineteen has really presented some significant challenges to life for us here in the states and, and the world. But we're facing them, and I believe we will we will pull through this time. Well, I'm encouraged by your words, being Dr. Terry's wife, Kara. We were talking about calling before and how God made it clear to you, even throughout your other studies and your teaching career, that the desire to be a pastor or in full-time ministry never quite left you. So do you have any suggestions for people looking for that next step in life? And is it different for women in particular? Yes, it is, I, th- I think. it It is a little more challenging, a, a little more... Um, it's new territory still for, for many churches to have a woman in leadership. There aren't as many jobs available. So it's very, it's a step in faith for anyone um, entering ministry. But yeah, women, it's, it's a, probably a little, a little greater in that way. But I would, I would encourage um, anyone listening, if, if the Lord puts it on your heart, he will find a way. Um, and just to take it step by step. You know, this was not something that I ran into the Lord opened up opportunities bit by bit. I didn't even seek to to get a pastoral position at the end. I was, I was very open to whatever the Lord would have, um, whether it be still doing some teaching and doing ministry at the same time. Whatever the case was, I was was at peace that He would open those doors, and and He's been really faithful in that. Uh, very faithful. He always is. We don't always recognize it or realize it, but God is indeed always faithful, Kara. Yes, he is. He really is. So now that you're taking over the lead pastor role at Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver, are you going to be going on the live stream circuit for a while? Will you pre-record? Will you do anything outside? What's your game plan? We will be doing a a regular live streaming um, on a Saturday morning. The church is is very keen on on keeping us as connected as possible. So, preaching live is is kind of adds to that. It's a, so we've, that's why we've we've decided to do that rather than pre recording. We we want to be as together as we can, even though we may be streaming. So it'll be yeah streamed live on a Saturday morning. 
And then within the church, we have different ways of connecting on Zoom during the week um, to to maintain connection. And it looks like there there may be a possibility to start uh, meeting to you know in person over the next month or so. Just but who knows? Again, that's a <laughs> things seem to change week by week in this journey. So we're we're open for anything. I'm guessing you might have a slight inside track over the rest of us being married to someone in leadership at Adventist Medical Center tied in with OHSU. So if you were to take a guess, do you think that life might reopen anytime soon? Do you expect a second wave of the COVID virus or what? Mike, I really have no clue. Um, I don't have an inside track on on that one. I feel like um, it is something that everyone is 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 facing um, on a, on a daily um, basis um, in, in in this journey. I I'm really not not too sure. This 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 is like something that I don't think any of us has have ever experienced before, and and it makes it challenging to lead during this time for anybody. I, my I feel like we need to give each other a, a, a much larger dose of grace during this time because it, it is new territory and I think everyone is doing the best they can. Dr. Cara Johnson is the new lead pastor of Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver. When we return, more with Cara Johnson next on Difference Makers. We're listening to Difference Makers and Mike Lee here with Dr. Cara Johnson, who is not only the wife of Dr. Terry Johnson, heard frequently on 104.1 The Fish and our other stations, but she is also the new lead pastor of Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver, Washington, and you can check out their live streaming services Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. The church's website is oasislive.org. That's oasislive.org. And Dr. Carr, you've got so many great stories over your years of growing up as a missionary kid in Australia, making the big move out here and marrying our dear friend, Dr. Terry Johnson. But one of those stories involves a pretty serious car wreck. So could you share with us about that, please? It's good to talk with you. Thank you. And yes, that was um, a pretty significant experience for me, um, formative in my spiritual journey um, back in um, Australia. I was, I was heading back to university at the time. We just finished the summer break, and I was leaving with my mum and sister, driving separate cars. Actually, I was driving an old, old Nissan Bluebird that had belonged to my grandparents, um, and a cousin was going to do it up. So we were leaving early. They were in a car behind me, and we were doing a day's drive, a little bit like driving from Portland um, to Los Angeles. It was a significant drive, so we'd left early, um, driving in the dark. And we were taking a shortcut through a mountainous um, region to get to the major freeway. And during that time, in my young years, I was I was just 20 at the time, I felt quite confident in my driving skill, um, a little overconfident, I would say now. And at the time, I was driving a little faster than I should have. And I was driving through this, this mountainous region um, that was fairly unused. The, the road was not uh, one that that many cars drove on. It was out, out country. Anyway, I was coming around this really sweeping curve and, and then right in front of me, there was a, a sharp U curve and, and I just couldn't take it. 
I was driving too fast and it really did happen in almost slow motion like it looks like on the movie sometimes and I just went off the cliff. I, I lost control of the car and I went off the cliff, which was a long way down. In in doing so, the car jammed up against the side of the the cliff and a tree and I was just hanging there in the darkness off my seatbelt. So it was pretty pretty intense. My mum and sister, because I'd, I'd been driving a little faster than them, actually didn't see it happen. There were a few curves in the mountain behind me, so they just kept going. They, they had no clue that I was there. So I was there stuck on the side of the mountain, hanging off my seatbelt, pitch darkness, um, no cell reception. I couldn't do a thing. I was there on my own. So Cara, were you conscious the entire time? Yes, I was. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get knocked unconscious. I actually did not get hurt at all. That was the most amazing thing. Here I was. I'd gone off a cliff, hanging there in the pitch darkness, but I was unharmed. I just, I had no way of um, moving. All my contents of my car were on the on the the roof, the ceiling, because we I was upside down. Um, and every so often, the car would just just move a little bit. Um, just creak a little bit. And I, because I couldn't see anything, I didn't know how well I was jammed. I didn't know if I, if the next second the, a whole car would just, pl- you know, move too much and plunge down the rest of the cliff. Um, there was also a really strong smell of gas uh, that was, oh my goodness, freaking me out. The idea of, of the whole thing exploding was, was just in the forefront of my mind. And I could just feel the panic start to come up. I, it just, it seemed to creep from my toes up my legs to my chest and it was at that point in time before just completely losing it that I just suddenly re- had this little little prompting voice say Kara pray you you've, you've grown up knowing the Lord pray and so I did I just stopped and I prayed and the most amazing thing happened Mike and this this was the most this, this was a far greater I guess strength and impact to me than the, than actually surviving the crash um, at all, and it was that a peace came over me, the the sheer intense panic that I had felt just vanished, and I had this amazing peace. Nothing changed in that I was still hanging off the cliff, and I was there for a good half hour before my mum and sister eventually got out of the mountains and and realised I wasn't in front of them anymore. So returned, and they they were able to to locate where my car was because my my headlights were still on so they could see them shining in the night um down the cliff so they eventually they were they came back and they were able to call for help and um help did eventually come and and get me out and i was completely unharmed the car was completely totaled but there was i was i survived and the police um who who were there just said it, it was it was unbelievable that i survived it they were incredulous and I was so thankful to have survived it, of course. But but the greatest strength for me, Mike, was was that I faced death. To me, hanging there, it really didn't look like I was going to get out at all. And I had this amazing peace during that time. And I'll never forget that, just knowing with a certainty that God could be there as I faced the most scariest moment I could possibly imagine, you know, being burnt to death. I, I, I felt, I felt a, an amazing peace there. Thank God you walked out of that massive car wreck without a scratch, Cara, despite the fact that your car itself was totaled. I mean, that's straight out of the movies, the smell of gasoline and then <laughs> oh, creaking and then 
sliding down ever so slightly and not knowing what's going to be next yes. and, and yet having a piece about you. That's not natural. No, it's not. No, um, not at all. Because I knew what I felt before I prayed. You know, it was sheer terror. Um, and and the and it really, at, at no point in time did it look like I was going to get out of it. The peace was there despite that. So, Cara, did you find yourself living differently after the car wreck than you had before it? No, Mike, I, prior to the car, car wreck, I, I was following the Lord. I, you know, I, it, as I... I've said in, in, I think in previous interview, I've, I've always, uh, I grew up knowing him and and my relationship with him grew bit by bit. So there was never a big dramatic turn or anything. But after the wreck, I don't think you can walk away from something like that and not feel like your life is even less your own. You know, I, I had I had faced death at, at almost certainty of death and then, then I was alive. And so I, I had a renewed, I guess, or maybe even a, a deepened sense that my life was not my own. It, 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 was, it was God's. And, and so, yes, I, I felt very grateful and, and a deep, an even deeper sense of commitment in, in following him in my life. And then secondly, just this amazing assurance that he was with me and that I could count on him even when life um, – became dark, whatever that was, you know, in the future that, that he was with me and that I could count on his peace to see me through. That was a, an incredible gift that I, I walked away with from that experience. Well, I'm grateful for the fact that you've taken this testimony of what could have been a horrific ending and used it as a testimony to point people toward God. So thank you for being transparent with this massive crash that you went through. So were your mom and your sister completely horrified or what? By the time they found you, oh my goodness, yes! You can imagine as a, as a mum, she was she was beside herself. My sister was was cool as a cucumber, but mum was 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 pretty worried. And because there was no cell reception, my mum left my sister there on the side of the road, so she, she was calling down to me, um, just 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 staying there. And my mum had to continue actually and drive again outside of the mountainous area to find cell reception in order to be able to call. Um, the emergency services. So that's what she did. She was very worried, but she, she continued and, and just made it work as mums do. They just, they're amazing. They certainly are. They certainly are. Dr. Cara Johnson is the new lead pastor at Oasis Christian Center in Vancouver. And she's also married to our dear friend, Dr. Terry Johnson. So in this age where we're questioning racism and we're looking at names like George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and trying to get a grasp of what we as a country are doing when it comes to race relations. What's your view as someone who's moved here from Australia? Mike, Mike I'm, I'm really encouraged to see that the conversation is happening. Um, we do have a deep need here in, in this country to to be able to face some of the pain um, and to to do some healing, and I'm encouraged that that people are 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 yeah get, getting involved and 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 really really trying to to do just that. It's encouraging to see. Well, I'm encouraged myself after seeing so many of the Seventh Day Adventist pastors being at the forefront of going to these rallies and meetings and discussions throughout Portland and beyond. Yes, yeah, that is. It's it's very encouraging, and we're committed to that. Cara, do you believe that churches in general like to hire 
lead pastors who are already married versus ones who are single? I'm not sure, Mike. Um, I, I think that was definitely a thing um, in previous generations. I've, I have read about that and I, I, I and heard about it. These days, I think there's a there's a greater openness to different uh, ministry contexts and, and and different types of leaders. I I would say, yeah, less so than in the past. Maybe, but I can't speak to all areas of the United States. I have only um, lived here in Portland, so I'm probably not quite the right person to ask for that. Well, we are very excited about you taking the reins from your friend, Pastor Moy Styles. Are there certain things that you're going to miss about her being in the area now that she's moving back to Australia? <laughs> I'm going to miss her. <laughs> she is one of a close friend, and it has been lovely having uh, another Australian here in in this area. So I will very much miss her for sure. Just just being able to catch up on a face to face way will will be something I would definitely miss. Well, hopefully you can keep in touch online as you do with your family back in Australia. Definitely, definitely. And that she's going to thrive there with her next calling. She's a fun one, isn't she? Oh, she's amazing, yes. And she will, I have no doubt. The Lord's got his hand over over her, and I'm excited to see what he has in this next chapter for her too. Do you have a certain vision for Oasis Christian Center that you'd like to impart upon the public and the community? Oasis um, Christian Center is is a church that, as its name indicates, it, it it's a it's a church that that gives strength and hope to all. You know, an, an oasis is a place that that was um, frequented of old by anyone needing water. You know, you could be rich, you could be poor, you could be a foreigner, you could you could be absolutely anybody, the Oasis was the place that everyone could draw water. And that's the vision that um, Oasis Christian Centre has. It's, it's a place for all and, and a place that loves really well. And I, I look forward to just continuing and, and growing in that, in that particular vision. Well, I'm confident that you're going to do a great job as the new lead pastor at Oasis Christian Centre, Cara. So congratulations on your new role. I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) Thank you. And it's great to be here today. Thanks so much. So as an attractive white Australian woman married to a good-looking black man, do you think (laughs) it's a coincidence that now of all times, you and Dr. Terry are going to be at the forefront of this church? It does give a great opportunity, Mike, to to live out um, the vision I believe God has for all, and that's diversified um, unity. Um, it, we're not all the same and we're not created to be all the same, but we are created to love each other. And as we learn to love each other more and more, we get to, I think, embody the image of God more and more and the vision that he has for creation. So I'm excited. I'm so blessed to to be able to love and be loved um, by Terry. He's He's an amazing man, a man that God brought into my life. And yeah, I am beyond blessed to be able to um, journey this life with him. And, and we look forward to whatever God has in store in our ministry over at Oasis Christian Center in this new chapter. What a power couple we have in Dr. Kara and Dr. Terry Johnson together, especially now that Dr. Kara is taking over the lead pastor role of Oasis Christian Center. Kara, is there anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout out to? <laughs> I would I would say hi to my husband. Um, he's the one that's normally on the radio. So, Dr. Terry Johnson, just a shout out to you today. Um, have a great day, and I will see you later. Very sweet. And for the people going through unrest, especially a lot of our younger listeners 
who've gone through an unprecedented season where they've seen their worlds stripped away from them and they've often had to be quarantined at home. What words of hope do you have for them? Yeah, this is a challenging time. Um, but, you know, God has a way of, of bringing good out of, out of hard seasons, out of hard things, out of things that um, he has not even ordained, um, that, that the, the sin brings into this world, but he has a way of bringing out the good. So I would just say to, to hang in there, to, to not let go of hope that this is a chapter and chapters close and that there will be a new chapter and we'll be able to look back on this and, and, and see good come out of it. Um, we may not know what it is yet, but I really, I, I believe with all my heart that the Lord will bring good out of it and we will see, see him glorified even during these, these hard times. So just to hang in there, don't give up, don't lose hope. We're going to get through this and, and also during this time to, to find ways to stay connected, um, find ways to reach out. We can, we have technology that is a gift. Um, let's utilize it and, and be intentional in staying connected. So don't lose hope. And stay connected. Great words of wisdom from lead pastor Dr. Kara Johnson of Oasis Christian Center. Check out their live stream services Saturday mornings at 11. Their website is oasislive.org. That's oasislive.org. Thank you so much, Dr. Kara Johnson. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Difference Makers.